Therefore, let us no longer judge one another. Instead, decide never to put a stumbling block or pitfall in the way of your brother or sister. I know and am persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself. Still, to someone who considers a thing to be unclean, to that one it is unclean. For if your brother or sister is hurt by what you eat, you are no longer walking according to love. Do not destroy by what you eat someone for whom Christ died. Therefore, do not let your good be slandered, for the kingdom of God is not, not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is Romans chapter 14, and this is the, the epistle text that we're having for Sunday as we're taking a look at that, that petition, thy kingdom come. And, and I love verse 17. The kingdom of God is not eating or drinking, but it's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. This is a, a ripping upon all the occasions in which we try to create the kingdom of God on earth in a particular way, whatever that might look like. It's, it's this, this uh, uh, ripping into the, the you know, people within the church, though us, <laughs> who, who think that somehow it's our job to bring God's kingdom down upon earth and it's going to look a certain way. And then what ends up happening is that we make decisions that say, well, the church has to be this way. It has to be done this way. The, the world has to be done this way. So we're going to fight tooth and nail to have it be done this way. And it's going to include eating and or drinking things and or not eating and or drinking things. That's a, a metaphor for, for uh, deciding what is sin and what is not, what is holiness and what is not, that, that a real Christian does not do blah, 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 or a real Christian does do blah, blah, blah. So, so it's uh, a real Christian does not drink beer. That would be, that would be a, an example. Or, or you have to eat kosher or uh, you, you better uh, be spending five hours every Sunday in church, or you better dress in, in a three-piece suit when you come to church, or you have to sing these songs, right? You have to use this translation of the Bible. A real Christian prays this way. A real Christian talks this way. A real Christian dresses this way. All of these things. And Paul is going after this just as he does in almost all of his epistles because the biggest problem for us as human beings, as sinners, is that our goal is to try and keep the law. And so we create the law for ourselves. We take the law for what we think it's going to be and we say, okay, this is what we need to do. And so it's this place in which uh, we find ourselves quite often placing stumbling blocks and, and loose stones, scandals in front of our brothers and sisters in order to say, well, if you're going to be a real Christian, you better get your act together and do whatever. It's, it's this place that we find ourselves in which we tend to tell people that they need to get all their crap together before they come to church, which is not the case. Or they get into church and we get them... Uh, redeemed by, by the blood of Christ, trusting in Christ alone 
for the forgiveness of all their sins. And then we tell them, okay, now that you are in, let us tell you about the secret handshake. And so that we, we force upon them uh, some sort of rule that they have to follow or else. If they don't do this, they're going to hell kind of a thing. When it's Christ who redeems us. And here Paul talks about this uh, in verse 13. Decide never to put a stumbling block or pitfall in the way of your brother or sister. Uh, it's the, the, the two words there. One is basically this idea of a loose stone, loose gravel, a place where you lose your footing. Try not to, to do that. And then the other one is quite literally the word that we get scandal from. To, to cause someone to fall into a situation that is just scandalized, that destroys them. And that's the interesting thing is that the word that, that is, is, is used uh, quite often, uh, especially there in verse 15, do not destroy by what you eat someone for whom Christ died. Destroying them, ripping them apart, loosening them to destruction. And Paul makes sure to let us know nothing is unclean of itself. Uh, and, and this is where we lose the plot, is that we find and decide on what is clean and what is unclean. And, and the person who refuses to do something, for instance, won't drink alcohol, won't eat certain foods, won't go certain places, has to wear certain things, has to use a certain Bible translation, uh, goes to church often, whatever the case may be. Uh, there are many of us who will talk about, well, they're weak or they're backward. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're legalistic. They, they uh, are, are stuck in the past. Or we find that we are those ones where we're looking down upon other Christians because we'll say, well, you're not keeping the way. You're not doing what you should be doing. You're not following the rule of Christ. Oh, you better get your stuff together. And that's not what we're being called to in Christ. And that's not what the kingdom of God is made of. The kingdom of God is made of righteousness, meaning that our righteousness is not found in what we eat or drink. Our righteousness is not found in how we live out our Christian life, what it means to be a real Christian, but our righteousness is found in Christ, in his kingdom. And with that comes peace, peace with God and peace with ourselves. Peace with God that we have been reconciled to him through the blood of Christ and peace with ourselves because we don't have to beat ourselves up. We don't have to flog ourselves every day to try and make sure that we're still in the kingdom. No, the kingdom comes to us as one of peace. That peace has been made between us and God. That peace has been made for ourselves so that we are enough because Christ says so. And that he is enough for us. And then that hopefully will produce some joy by the Holy Spirit in us. Well, church, my prayer is that that's what it is for you, that we realize that the kingdom of God comes of its own accord without our prayer, but that what we do pray is that it might come upon us, that we might know him for who he is and the righteousness and peace that we need. And then with that comes this joy in God. Let us pray. O God, everlasting Father, whose kingdom comes of itself, we pray that it may come also unto us. To this end, give us your Holy Spirit, so that by his grace we may believe your holy word and live godly lives here on earth and in heaven forever. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. We'll see you tomorrow.